Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, we're so excited to be hanging out with you again this week and want to know if you ordered the book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work from John Gottman. Um, Even if you haven't read it though, um, we hope that you glean from our takeaways because we read that over our our break from the podcast and we're so excited to dive in today um, with this topic. Yeah, last week was a little more of an intro to the book, you know, just about what we were going to be doing here. And um, this one, uh, we're actually diving into the first you know, episode just really into the uh, stuff the book talks about, which is the seven principles to making marriage work. So that's that's what it talks about. Um, but it says that at the heart of the seven principles approach is just the simple truth that happy marriages are based on just a deep friendship, kind of plain and simple. Yeah, and, and friendship is defined like a mutual respect for and enjoyment of each other's company. So um, if you and your spouse have that deep friendship, then you would know each other intimately and not just sex, but just something like you really know your spouse's likes, dislikes, their personality quirks, their hopes and dreams. Um, You have, you know, a, a high respect and regard for each other and you can express your fondness for them um and and not just the big ways with like the romantic ways of showing that you love them but through small gestures you know in and out of each day that you are living together yeah exactly and i mean you just really explained a deep friendship that's exactly what it is there's there's depth to your relationship um to make it to make it even better. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not just about getting along, but you support each other's hopes and aspirations yeah. and you build a sense of purpose into your life together, not just about each other, but you know, your life together as well as the the hopes and dreams of the other person and re- reciprocating that, you know, that they would reciprocate that towards you. Yeah, and so we title this episode Friendship versus Fighting because we're big believers and this book supports it that the closer you are you know in your marriage as as having that deep friendship the less fighting there will be the less big conflict there will be right and so i'm glad that you know in and throughout our 16 and a half years of marriage um you are still my best friend (laughs) You're smiling. You're mine too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I tell people that a lot, like through, you know, how we met and we even always work together and stuff like that. And people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, we're, we're friends and obviously closer than any other friendship we have with that intimate level. But uh, we just wanted to kind of say that to say, like, if, if you ask, how, how do you do that? How, how do I cultivate that friendship? with my spouse we want to give you three takeaways um three pointers from us and the first one is to just simply talk and text frequently throughout the day like how often is it that you just get in this routine of um 
you know, if you're leaving for work or even nowadays people work from home, but they still will just kind of shut themselves off in their office and we'll see you at dinner time or bedtime. And yet, like Thomas and I, we're talking throughout the day, even if we're apart from each other. So if one of our kids has a doctor's appointment, like we call to see how it went, you know, and check in. Um, or if one of us has a meeting, um, we're wanting to know how it went. We don't wait till like the end of the day to tell me how your whole day or even just those simple like I love you texts or the random like how's your day going it just shows like i'm thinking of you and those are just super fun and mean so much yeah and you know i I love that you said don't just wait until the end of your day because in our situation we literally couldn't do that we would literally not be able to talk about everything because there's so much that goes on during each of our days between our jobs and our kids you know like you said just even doctor's appointments for the kids things like that if we ended up doing that and trying to wait till the end of the day we would only talk about a fraction of the things because then we get too tired and we'd have to go to sleep yeah (laughs) and that's probably why the couples you know listening to this if you're not feeling that deep friendship that it just happens over time because of the life busyness so this is maybe a simple takeaway but it's something to keep doing or add more or introduce into your marriage to just start talking and if you can't talk throughout the day or FaceTime video chat over a lunch break or something, then try the text messages and you can respond as you can. But it just means so much to see those sometimes that it's like, oh, even though we're apart, we're still interested in what the other person's doing and thinking about each other. And um, to quote John Gottman, he says, friendship fuels the flames of romance because it offers the best protection against feeling adversarial towards your spouse. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's really just about making sure getting your your friendship to a place where it can help your romance even blossom even more. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to number 2, um give each other the benefit of the doubt. Choose to be less irritated at your spouse and have positive expectations about your lives together. And, you know, as we were talking about this and preparing for this episode, the easiest example that we were able to come up with to just that would that would translate through audio like this is, um, you know, when you choose not to get offended at the little things like something as simple as the tone of voice that your spouse uses, Um, you know, like, for example, if if I, you know, was just frustrated about something and I mouthed off to Julie and just, you know, had a not so nice tone of voice, you know, she could choose to ignore the tone of voice and still stand her ground to me um, and let me know that she didn't appreciate that without picking up the offense from that situation. So she could choose, you know, if I if I came at her with an, a wrong tone of voice, she could say, hey, you know, I, I don't appreciate you you know, using that tone with me, that's, that's just, it's not right. Versus her being like, why are you talking to me like that? And then now she's escalated because of where I started. And now I'm going to escalate. And then, you know, we're just caught in this, you know, negative fighting loop about, you know, one little thing. But, you know, if you choose how you're going to react to your spouse's actions, then, you know, that can help to kind of 
simmer things down a little bit. Yeah, I think that example was, you know, if if I'm like, hey, it's okay, you don't have to talk to me that way, you know, and I'm calm, you're more likely to say, oh, you're right, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. and then continue the conversation or continue what you're trying to say versus, like you said, it spiraled to a fight because just our tone of voice would get louder and louder and stressful. But speaking of stress, I think also this is easier said than done, right? And, and But we've gone through a lot of stressful situations lately. We've been, been following along with our podcast and social media where I might not have responded correctly. And I want to be given the benefit of the doubt. I want that same grace and that you know. I'm tired. She's stressed. You know, it's just kind of like, I'm not trying to take it out on you. I'm just who. And because, you know, because we talk throughout the day, like point number one, like, you know how my day is gone, then it's easy to, you know, not just feel attacked by that. So I, I think that's where it's like, give the, give your spouse the grace that you want to receive yourself. And, um, just thinking more positively about them, I think will also help with that cultivating that friendship. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, giving that benefit of the doubt is, is important because of everything you just said. If you're doing those things, like we said in number one, like having that constant communication, you're going to know why in this example that we're talking about tone of voice, <clears throat> you're going to know why that tone of voice came out. And then it really wasn't directed towards you. It was about the stuff that just was happening during my day and the stress that was happening. And you can choose, if you choose to not get offended, like I said, still stand your ground. Don't let someone walk all over you Mm -hmm. because of the day that they had. That's not appropriate either. But making sure they know, but, you know, don't get offended at it. That's going to, that's just going to change everything and deescalate that, that situation. And really it's going to help them to feel like, oh, well, thank you for not... (laughs) picking up on my tone of voice and, you know, continuing a fight with me, right. you know, you know, subconsciously we may, we may be looking for a fight, you know, mm-hmm. cause we got to let out that stress and, you know, frustration somehow, but that's not the appropriate situation. That's not the appropriate thing to do. So they could, they could be appreciative in the long run. Like, wow, I'm glad you had your act together when I didn't and you saved us from having this fight. So. Yeah. Just don't pick on each other. Exactly. <laughs> Bonus tip. But number three of how to be um, friends and your marriage to have less fighting would be to continue to get to know each other. And I feel kind of silly saying that because it's kind of like, what? We already know each other. Like, we've, we pursued each other to get to know each other, to know if we even wanted to date each other and then get married. And uh, like, what are you, what are you saying? But that is huge on like it's a cultivating that friendship maintaining that friendship that we're always gonna grow and change and even over time have different interests and stuff so just always getting to know each other will help not just that foundation that you have but to just keep growing in that um in your marriage can i jump in with something um so i i i loved that you said you know something about like you may think well, we already know each other that's why we got married and while that may be true if that gets stagnant oftentimes if, if that gets stagnant and you're not developing your friendship further and 
you then start having this negativity in your relationship, you're going to use what you know about your spouse against them. You're going to kind of just subconsciously weaponize that mm -hmm. because you know the buttons that you can push to get them irritated. Um, and instead, if you flip that and you develop your friendship more, you continue to get to know each other even more and deepen that friendship for the sake of your relationship, while you would have the tools available to continue to push your spouse's buttons, you're not likely going to mm -hmm. because your friendship is so strong. Why would you want to hurt that person? Mm -hmm. You're getting the negativity out. You're deepening that friendship and your knowledge and care about that person. So it's naturally just going to swing the other way into a positive, positive thing. So the book has a a list of questions in it that will help you get to know each other and uh, we're going to actually give you a few of those here but if you want the full list of uh, it's actually 20 questions in the book if you want the full list you can check out our website marriagepuzzle.com slash books and pick up the book and then you'll have the whole list uh, for yourself yeah i mean it's a simple game of 20 questions right you can uh, kind of know where it's going but when was the last time you know, you went out and asked your spouse, what, what's your favorite meal? I mean, not just what are you going to have tonight? And well, what was your best childhood experience or your favorite vacation could be growing up or something that you've had uh, as a married couple? Um, or what's your biggest fear? What's your most embarrassing moment? You know, things that are not talking about your when's your birthday and what's your favorite color and like those things that I said laid the foundation of your friendship that probably resulted in you getting married this is now continuing to just ask questions about each other and listening and just not all the day-to-day -day stuff but the those deep conversations that then lead to that deep friendship which would be the friendship versus fighting yeah and I, I think that as you grab these questions and you go out on a date with your spouse and start talking about them, you can just straight up ask them, but you can also kind of turn it into a little game. Like for us, I'm sitting here as you read some of those questions and I'm like, oh, I could probably guess your favorite meal or I could probably guess your, you know, favorite vacation. And you, know, you can make it a little bit of a guessing game and, and have fun with it so that it's not just a like, okay, what's your favorite this? And, you know, you're just jotting down the notes and going through and checking the boxes. Try and try and make it fun and, and learn that way, you know, because then you're going to start hearing about that. Like, what's your favorite vacation? If I guess wrong, you're going to tell me, well, that was a fun vacation, but I really like this because of this memory. And then you're going to start traveling down memory lane. And then all of a sudden, you're not just going through a list. You're actually developing your friendship because you're just in a conversation. Yeah. And that's totally different than just going through a list. So these are intended to help get the conversation flowing, but not just be a list for you to write the answers to. No, and it's all about the positivity. Like we go back up to giving the benefit of the doubt and also those encouraging texts throughout the day. So Gottman says, once your marriage gets set at a high degree of positivity, it'll take far more negativity to harm your relationship than if you, your set point were lower. And if your relationship becomes overwhelmingly negative, it will be more difficult to repair. So work on these few things 
start b making your relationship more positive. If you're in a negative spot, that's okay. That doesn't it doesn't say it's going to be impossible to repair in that quote. It says it's just going to be more difficult. So you just have a more challenging road ahead, and that's okay. But start somewhere. Take the first step with one of these uh, three options, um, or one of one of these three items that we gave you. And if your relationship is in a good place, work on taking it from good to better. Um, and and you'll be doing great. So um, thanks so much for being here. Uh, you can go check us out on social media at Marriage Puzzle. We're on Facebook and Instagram. You can check out our our website, marriagepuzzle.com. Uh, you can find the books there, and you can also schedule a uh, coaching call with us, a uh, discovery call, so that we can learn how we can help you. And as always, we look forward to joining us next week, where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Bye.